Emily. Hello. Mm. Whoa. Hi, what's up? It is episode fuck. Is it 78? <laughs> it is episode fuck. It sure is episode something. Mm. Um, we are glad that you have joined us here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> this is, hey, let's do this. We haven't done it in a while. This is the uh-oh feeling. <laughs> this is our Survivor podcast. <laughs> We're so good at this. I think like every 10 episodes or so we remember yeah. to do that. Yeah. Which, you know, is fine. It's fine. But like, here's the thing. You see the name. You clicked on the name. Yeah. I mean, you get it. You know, you know, you Hopefully. know. Hopefully. And if not, what's up? <laughs> what's up, what's up? Did we get put into a random shuffle for you? If so, oh, that'd be sweet. I would love that. Dream. Is that a Spotify feature? It might. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know Spotify started putting together some random playlists of things. If we could so show who up, knows? man, it's like our for you page on TikTok. Like if, yeah. we sh- if we showed up on your Spotify podcast list, then um, get ready. You're a weirdo. It's What's up? <laughs> We're also weird. Yeah. You're going to love it. We hope. Gotten smarter. Um, yeah. I gave the cats wet food. So there'll oh, be so no more crispy crunchins. There's no crunch and munch happening, which actually I'm a little, I'm a little sad about. It's become a I part. Mean, it might still because he likes to alternate. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, he is currently eating, which he did wait until until we, we started recording to do. Yeah. So that part is still on. It's par. all the same. It's all the same. He's like the opposite of uh, George's cat. Rest <laughs> in peace. Oh yeah, Elvis. Um, yeah, he he opens our shows for us with yes. his crunch and munch. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we're here. We're gonna do some stuff, some stories, and what do we have to drink? We have the Cayman Jack Margarita that comes in a tiny ass bottle. It is a little cute, like stout bottle. Yeah, not a bottle we'll of stout. We'll have to post a picture of it. Yeah, we because it's like fucking adorable. Yeah, <laughs> so right, let's, let's try this. Not bad. However, you know what I think it might need? More tequila. More tequila, which I did get. Yep, I'm gonna take another sip to make room for tequila. Exactly. That's what's happening. Overall, a well mixed drink that I bet I will like even better now that there's more tequila in it. <laughs> I just need my cat to move so I don't accidentally dump tequila on him. Bam, bam. I think that is better, though. It's not it's going to be as cloying now that there's more booze in it. Yeah. <laughs> We're always for higher alcohol content here oh, on this yeah. show. Let's... Do you want to do this? Let's do, do this. just, like, fucking do this? I'm pretty sure, based on last time, that it is your turn to go it first. It is. Because remember, we had this whole debate, and then I asked if you wanted to be angry at the beginning That's or at the right. end. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And we chose at the end, <laughs> as always. Yes. yes. Am I going to be angry this time? No. Really? Oh, wow. Holy shit. What is this? All right. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. You're so ready. Let's take a trip. Favorite rocket ship. Let's go back to our roots. Mm. Take a trip into the woods. <gasps> but this time in Michigan. <laughs> Specifically... In the UP. Oh, God. There's a lot of woods out there. There's a lot of woods in the Upper Peninsula. It's almost all it is. For anyone who doesn't know what the UP is. Mm-hmm. Or a Uper. It's a section of land that should be part of Wisconsin, but, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's directly connected to it. And you normally, if you're coming from Michigan, you have to, like, sometimes take a ferry over there. Right. Across a goddamn Great Lake. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still part of their state, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. And I actually heard about this story on a YouTube channel that I follow. Oh. Called Gone to the Snow Dogs. Oh, wait. Is that this one you showed me? It might be. With the Huskies? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love them. Yes. They pop up on my Facebook now and every once in a while when I watch them. They're so good. 
<laughs> they're beautiful. Yes. Um, but they they have a Snow Dogs Vlogs channel that I watch, and they go camping a lot. And they actually went camping in the UP. Oh, nice. And stopped at the site of where this was. And they have like a little sign for it. Oh, God. Okay. And she very briefly, like, casually mentioned it. And and I was like, hey, what? And was like, excuse (laughs) me. Hold on. Yes. So, but this, they, they went to the in, the site of an incident, clearly. Yes. If there's like a postmark, like a sign, yes. that's creepy. Let's talk about our survivors. Oh, yes, please. Leslie Roy and Lee Wright. I had the hiccups. They're <laughs> sisters. Good. <laughs> um, Leslie and Lee had talked about taking a trip together for a long time. Um, just dropping everything, loading up a car, and just going somewhere it's kind of the dream but also yeah. terrifying they wanted to either go to texas mexico or the great lakes that's there's a lot of difference in yeah. those things yeah which it's good to have some variety in uh, your sure, options sure We've and the great desert. lakes are beautiful they are they very much are lake superior is dangerous but beautiful <laughs> yes and cold it's so fucking cold it's always cold it's always cold and there's so many sunken ships. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun fact, if anybody who didn't know, like, that is a big enough lake. She doesn't that, like, give up her dead. No, she like, does not. Like, there's a literal reason they say that. It's it's the size of most seas yep. in other areas. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a lot of things. It's got very strong currents, and when it goes south, it goes south fast yeah. out there. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, ever is, heard of it? It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. If you haven't heard that song, I don't know what rock you live under, but I'd like to come crawl under it with you. Do you have 13 minutes? Go and listen to it right now. <laughs> or just let someone sing karaoke. <laughs> How have we not told I that I don't story? know. Emily and I were in a karaoke competition in like fucking bumfuck one time. And we went like week after week too. We yeah. really wanted to be a part yeah. of this thing. and It was fun. But there was a man. At least the first week. He might have sung it more than once, if I am recalling. I blocked it out. Right? He sung The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is, I like, it is over nine minutes long. Yeah. It's a long-ass song. It's crazy long. And it's, like, a lovely song, but it's, like, why would you it's do that It's got a lot of instrumental. Like, this competition starts at, like, 9 p.m. Yeah. We're all here for, like, three fucking hours in the middle of nowhere, and you are singing a 10-minute song. Yep. You are so rude, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All jokes aside, that's a very serious incident that yeah. people in that area are still very sad about. Yeah. <laughs> like, it only happened it a few yeah. decades ago. Yeah, like, it didn't happen that long. <laughs> like, the son of one of the people is still alive. Oh, wow. And is one of the people fighting to keep it private. Just so people can't um, just be stealing yeah. the and stuff. and she went out with the grandson, I think. Mm. And they were talking about it, but yeah. Wow. So... The Great Lakes. <laughs> they are cool. They are great. And a little creepy. Full of ghosts, probably. Lake Michigan smells like fish. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like all lakes. <laughs> no, it's very, like, it's different. And it's like a certain time of year where it just reeks of fish. Mm. And it was just, it's, yeah. That's fair. When when you live near that, you know. Yep. We, like, we knew, like, in, in Madison, you're on Lake Mendota and Lake Monona. And there is a part of the year where it's just like, here's all the deadly algae. Don't fucking get in there. Yep. It's Don't gonna do smell. It. <laughs> you cannot swim. Don't even look at it. It's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so they thought about taking this trip. Decided we're gonna wait. 
because they had responsibilities. Um, Lee's husband had been wheelchair bound since suffering a stroke. Oh, wow. And their mother also had health issues and Leslie wanted to stay close. So these are like fully grown ladies. Though. Yes. Okay. Um, then in 2014, both Lee's husband and their mother passed away. Oh my God. So rough year. Once the funerals were done, they're like, fuck it. We're going literally. What else? Yep. Would we do right now? This was yeah. the last thing keeping us here and keeping us home. We're just, we're going. So they drove to Michigan mm-hmm. and they'd planned to spend three weeks taking in the sights and visiting family. And they had a very specific routine of every morning stopping at McDonald's <laughs> and Leslie would get a sweet tea and Lee would get a McCafe frappe mocha and not I stan. I mean, that's fair. Not a, not a brekkie sandwich though. Like you're going to not that I know of. Mac breakfast and you're not getting no a hash brown. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Ladies <laughs> mistake. Number one. So I'm telling them. <laughs> wow. On their way, they stopped in Shakopee, Minnesota is by Minneapolis, I believe, in that area. Thank you for, yeah, like, no idea. <laughs> and bought nine boxes of Girl Scout cookies from Lee's <laughs> Grand. This is important. This oh, is important. No. Oh, no. Okay, so nine boxes of Girl nine Scout cookies. Nine boxes of Girl Scout cookies from Lee's granddaughter. Does they got Thin Mints, peanut butter patties, and shortbread. I was just going to ask, is it three boxes of each? Yeah. Do we know? I mean, peanut I butter patties... So. And Thin Mints are exactly correct. Shortbread, mm-hmm. eh, I'm a Shortbread's little... good. I like it frozen. Oh, interesting. Put like it in the freezer. Cr- Fucking put it in the freezer. Crack a tooth on that bastard, but it's No, it's it. still soft. Ooh. Put that shit in the freezer, and then you put some chocolate pudding on it. That's legit. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, yep. I can get that. So in Ishpeming, Michigan, they visited their older sister, Roxanne, who was in a nursing home. And then they stopped by their nieces to have dinner. And they said they wanted to see a waterfall. A waterfall, um, and their niece suggested um, to Quamanon Falls, which is mm. a fifty thousand acre wilderness park along Lake Superior. Oh, lovely! It's huge. So the next morning, Saturday, April eleventh, mm-hmm. the sun came out, and they're like, "Oh, this is fantastic!" They stopped at McDonald's after checking out of their hotel room, and then they disappeared. Wait, what? Surprise! So they're just like gonzo after. That's the last time anybody saw them. Yep. The Wednesday after they disappeared, Jeff Stoker, Leslie's oldest son, got a call from his brother, Dennis. And Leslie and Lee hadn't shown up as they'd planned the night before to visit family in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, my God. Um, They said that's not like her. When she says she's going to be somewhere, she's going to be there. They started making calls. Nobody had seen or heard from them in days. You said this is like 2014? Mm-hmm. So they've got cell phones. Like there's 2015. no... 2015. There's no reason yeah, why. they have cell phones. Yeah. Um, so they called the hotel they'd just been at. They checked out days ago. Credit cards showed records that they visited a convenience store and then no activity. Oh, God. And the so, last thing anybody knows is that they wanted to see a waterfall. Right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Jeep bits. So, no credit card charges, no phone calls, no Facebook posts, no texts, nothing. So, they hadn't checked into their hotel in Mackinac City, Michigan. Like, they hadn't gone to the dinner. Everybody knew something was wrong. So, finally, the police are contacted. um, And media is contacted. Family is sending out pleas for help on social media. um, And family in the area immediately just begin driving the scenic roadways. 
looking for them. Yeah, why not? Um, so one son is in Kansas City, one son is in Denver, started looking at online maps for where they might have gotten stuck or where they could have gone off the road. I love that. Even people who aren't in the area are like, here's what I'm doing. Yep. I'm, I'm going to use the internet to solve this mystery. Days continued to go. Still no word. People started worrying that they had been carjacked or that the Ford Explorer was in a ditch and they were trapped or that they drowned in a lake. It is just so weird for people to go off the grid and disappear. Right. Like, if this was, like, a younger group of women or something, like, maybe even a little later on, you think, all right, what was their last Instagram post? Okay, they were definitely in the woods. Like, yeah. they were do- they, they're doing a hike. There's 60 photos of it. Yep. Like, yep. This is... And then some older women who were not doing yep. that. <laughs> older women who are both smokers, mm. not going for 18-mile hikes. Yeah. yeah. No. No, no. So after about a week, the brothers were like, nope, we're not sitting here anymore. They meet up in Omaha and drive to Michigan with their father and their uncle. Um, they all had very little hope of finding them alive. I mean, when it's over how long now? Like over a week? Over a week. So they'd been planning on visiting the falls. Mm -hmm. On the way there, they drove by a sign for Crisp Point Lighthouse and decided to make a detour. As an older lady is wont to do, it's a lighthouse. Lighthouses are beautiful. You've got to go see them. The pavement gave way to gravel, gave way to packed snow. Even though it's April, it's, still... it's really far north. Yeah, yeah, there's snow. We have lots of snow still in April usually, mm-hmm. you know, unless... the last... And this was pre-before, like, global warming was really bad. Right. When we'd still, you know, get snow regularly. Even down here, there is usually at least one final snow in mid-April. <laughs> and a place like that where it's probably freezing most of winter, yep. that's just snow that's never melted. Yep. Why would it? So the road curved and wound through thick woods. It just kept going and going and going. Leslie says, we've come this far. We might as well just keep going. As we got further in, we started to see some more snow, but it was okay. It was no big deal. They have a Ford Explorer. They think they're going to be okay. Sure. They got that four-wheel drive. Yep. They're going to be fine. They came to a stop sign, turned left following signage for the lighthouse. And that's when Leslie turned on her four-wheel drive. Like, yeah, all right, it's fine. About a mile and a half down the road, a massive snowdrift blocked their way. Mm. Leslie tried to turn around. SUV got stuck. Oh, no. She estimated they were about 22 miles from where they turned off the highway. Oh, no. What a nightmare. She tried going from drive to reverse and back and rocking like Mm -hmm. a good snow driver does. Somebody who is taught to do that. She, um, she shifted through every gear the SUV had. They tried to dig it out, flinging snow away the snick, uh, sticks and empty coffee creamer cans. Nothing oh was God. happening. And sorry, ladies, you got to have a shovel in your car. You I was literally just car. about to say it. Yeah. But they're also not from the Midwest. That's true. That's true. But that's just good practice for it's anybody just, it's who's good in practice. a area. Just have snow. If it snows in your area. Have a tiny, there's little shovels with collapsible handles that are really nice. I mean, I've gotten stuck on the street. I got stuck pulling out of my freaking garage. It's super, super easy to get stuck in the snow. (laughs) Sometimes you just need a little shovel. And if you are in the middle of fucking nowhere, and there's only two of you, so like Mm -hmm. one of you isn't going to be able to push that car out necessarily. And they're both like small women. 
Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Awful. So Leslie tried to call AAA, but she had no cell phone service. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> so they walked three miles trying to find a clearing out of the dense woods, at least like close enough where she could get a signal to dial out, but nothing. So as the sun started to set, they turned back because they didn't want to be stuck outside at mm-hmm. night. Yeah. I'm sure it's so cold. Back, so. yep, back at the SUV, they turned on Sirius Radio and listened to the NASCAR driver. Jimmy Johnson apparently won the Sprint, the Sprint Cup Series. <laughs> they they were very that. excited. Yeah, oh, well, good for them. <laughs> the next day, they tried to dig themselves out more, told themselves sooner or later someone was going to find them. It was fine. Somebody would be like snow snowmobiling or something. Um, family would notice they're gone, although they were concerned that like family wouldn't notice. Oh, but, like, I mean, they noticed right away. Yeah. Oh, ladies. <laughs> um, so they began rationing their food. Smart. Very smart. So they'd eat a couple Girl Scout cookies for breakfast. They had a handful of cheese puffs or cheese at crackers for lunch. Mm. A couple more cookies for dinner and a bit of chocolate bar for an evening snack. They really, like, get it immediately that this is a survival situation. Uh-huh. That's really smart. For water, they packed snow into empty pot bottles and let it melt. Genius. Which, when you're in that far north, untraveled territory, like, the snow is pretty safe to drink. Yeah, super pristine. Yeah. And Leslie said... It was the best tasting water. And I don't just mean that because we were thirsty. It was good water. (laughs) (laughs) I would believe that. Yeah. Bottle that shit. Yeah. So they listened on the radio, hoping to hear news of weather or search efforts. Um, Leslie would turn the SUV on occasionally, charge the battery. Good. Don't want that to die. Yep. The middle seat of the SUV folded down and they made it into a bed. On the third day, it it rained just enough to soften the snow, but not enough to wash it away. Damn. Um, to pass the time, Leslie kept a diary on paper plates mm-hmm. and taught her sister to knit. Oh, that's fucking adorable, yeah. actually. And they took turns reading from a Bible and thumbed through a cookbook that Leslie happened to have with her. Leslie told her sister to mark the meals that looked good and she'd cook them for her when they got home. Oh, my God. What a okay, great mentality, too. Yeah. Like, just really keeping your spirits up, keeping busy, thinking yep. about the future. That's great. Yep. So Leslie also went out and gathered sticks, trying to light a fire, hoping that someone would see it and investigate, but the wood was too wet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that makes so sense. So it wasn't making much smoke because mm-hmm. they couldn't keep it lit. I was going to say, it would make a lot of smoke if you could get it lit. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, they would hear a single engine plane pass by, but never close enough to see them through the canopy. Of course. Lee, like, <laughs> Lee nicknamed him Five O'Clock Charlie. After the North Korean pilot and MASH, so who could never like, hit his target. There was like a plane that just kept going by, and yeah. they assume it's the same dude. Yep. <laughs> they learned later he was literally just watching out for forest fires. Oh, so he, like, yeah, like he a, wasn't looking for them. No. He was just, yeah, five o'clock, Charlie. That's funny. <laughs> On the Tuesday night of their time, she tried to turn on the SUV. <gasps> no. Nothing happened. No, um. The battery was dead. So had they, were they running on the battery most of the time until she would turn it on and charge it? Yeah. That's so risky, dude. Yeah. So Lee was sleeping at the time, but woke up later saying she was cold. 
Leslie said, I'm sorry, I can't run the heater. The truck won't start. Oh, shit. Um, the SUV windows were stuck slightly open. Oh, no. What? That's awful. They can't cracked it... them to smoke. Get outside I know. to smoke, ladies. Yep. I'm sorry. As somebody <laughs> who does that, too, like, go outside. <laughs> yeah. So they stuffed clothes in the windows to keep the cold out and huddled together for warmth. Mm. Um, two days after the SUV died, they turned a T-shirt inside out and used a ballpoint pen to write a message on it. They tied plastic bags around their feet and hiked back to the stop sign and hung the shirt. Wow, they are really thinking, yeah. though. Like- they said, help, 911, stranded since April 11th. Today is April 16th. We are Lee Wright and Leslie Roy. Oh, genius. And then they included phone numbers so anyone finding the shirt could contact their family. Genius, genius, genius. Like, that is, like, really good. <laughs> For how scared and, like, cold they probably are all the time. That's smart. Taylor. What? What's something, Emily, <laughs> that I try and include in my woods survival stories? Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not that? Five days later. No, oh, my God, Emily. <laughs> the bears show up. Shit. Oh, my God. I can't, it was a joke. <laughs> I can't believe I was right. Yep. I mean, it's true. You do try to include those. I do. You love a bear story. Yep. Who don't? Since the beginning of this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so they came in the middle of the night. It was two black bears. They came in the middle of the night. A black bear could be worse. Yeah, it could have been a grizzly. Yeah. Could have been a grizzly. Black bears are not super, super bad, right? No, yeah. As far as They're I'm more concerned. curious than like outright aggressive. I will fuck you up. Right, yeah. Um, they pawed at the SUV, sniffing the air. They could smell the food. Oh, sure. And the trunk. Those fucking Girl Scout cookies. Yep, the cookies <laughs> and the cheese puffs. Yes. Oh, I bet the cheese puffs were especially. Yeah. So when they couldn't get in, they left. But then they came back the next night. They can still smell it. Yep. At your cracked fucking windows. Yep. Damn it, Yep. On the 13th day, they've been in the woods for 13 days. Almost a whole two fucking weeks. Yep. In a car in the woods. Yep. I'm so glad that car is there, at least. They heard a new noise. Nope. I don't like a new noise. It's a good noise. Oh, it's okay. a helicopter. <gasps> they shouted and waved color th- colorful clothing in the air. Helicopter circled a few times and then flew off. Lee got frustrated, but Leslie was like, they'll be back. Like, they saw, there's no way they, they didn't just, see like, that. They just, like, they needed to find a place to land. They'll be back. That's true. Like, you yeah. can't just land right there. No. Look, helicopters can do a lot of things, but they can't land on top of trees. They're just like cutting the trees apart yeah. as it tries to. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just a you... really good way to crash a helicopter. That's how you get other people stranded with you. Yep. <laughs> that's how you make new friends. <laughs> so Leslie started a fire, hoping the smoke would help the rescuers find them. Short time later, three officers with the Michigan State Police came walking up the road. Here's the thing. For a lot of like... Your Northwoods type police force mm-hmm. are usually used to doing like wood rescues and hiking. Sure. So they hiked like three miles to get to them. Wow. Um, the men gave the women their jackets and told them the helicopter was waiting at the lake shore. Um, but they were too weak from living on basically cookies and crackers. 
Right. So, it's like they're not starving, but they are not at their peak, yeah. I'm sure. Ugh, so the officers radioed for help, um, but before it arrived, four men on ATVs drew up. Fr- oh. Drove up. Great. Uh, the new arrivals were in the area fishing and had heard about the two women who went missing, saw the helicopter circling, and guessed that they had found the women and decided to see if they could help. That's some Midwestern shit. That right is there. some massive Midwestern like, shit. We got some ATVs. We can head up there in a minute. Let's yep. go. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh we can God. take the back roads. That's perfect. Yep. I love that. So a short ride later, they made it to that helicopter. They were given ham and cheese sandwiches. One of the officer's wife had packed in case the women were found. That is also some That is also very Midwestern. It's not a casserole, but it's damn close. <laughs> it's a casserole. It's keep. portable. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, that is like, I know this isn't in Wisconsin, but it might as well be the most Wisconsin thing I've ever heard in it my should life. should be in Wisconsin. <laughs> should be in Wisconsin. We'll Just start saying, that one war. Day, one day we will absorb the UP. Is it weird that I'm like, if we start a war with Michigan, then maybe Detroit could make their weapons and it'd get better over there. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> Reopen the factories. Next heartwarming <laughs> part. Uh-huh. On the way to the airport, the pilot took a quick detour and flew them over the falls that they were trying to get to. Oh, they're like, oh, so we that saw- they could see the waterfalls. Wait, they did that on purpose? Just, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they didn't have to do any of that shit. No. That's so, nice. that's so Midwestern. <laughs> that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. It's like, we should probably get you to the hospital, but hey. But I mean. Hey, you want to see the Taquamanon Falls? Right. Like, y'all were eating Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. So you're probably, you like, you're not going to die. You need to you snack. See? Here. We got the ham and cheese. Yeah. Here. Fine. Here. Look we'll at the falls. You, we'll get you on an IV in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> That's awesome. So the family members who had, like, basically, they were like, all right, this is a body recovery. We're not getting them back. Wow. Yeah. They really, like, gave up. But... We're amazed. Yes. To find they were not only alive. But safe. Safe, like probably coherent enough. Yeah. Like that's really surprising, I'm sure. So the the guys along with their father and their uncle were all driving the back roads of the Upper Peninsula, searching in, dish, in ditches when they got the message. Ugh. On their way to the hospital, they spotted a couple of ambulances and followed them to the airport. Arriving about twenty minutes before the so helicopters just, t- touched down. Sorry, like they, they just did, saw help. The they deductive. saw ambulances, and they're like, "This is probably it." What other emergencies are happening? They're small towns, mm-hmm. tiny. The deductive reasoning of a rural people is really good. oh yeah. Like the two the ATV people too, just like yeah. well, they probably found those ladies. Yeah, we all heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> there's like why else is there a helicopter been, just circling? Exactly, but nothing else would be happening. This yep. is the biggest story in the yep. area. Yep. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Like, there was a point on Gone and Snow Dogs, like, there was a fire downtown, mm-hmm. and it was all anybody was talking about. <laughs> like, course. there were, like, 10 cars on the road looking, and it was, like, an older building. Bunch of looking And news. it was just all the talk. When there's nothing ever happening, as soon as something happens, it's like, holy shit, we have to know everything. Yeah, we gotta know. Gotta get in on that. <laughs> so, they all hugged oh, this at the reunion. So nice. Lee had a low-grade fever, but otherwise they were fine. Dang. It caught the attention of the media nationwide, including a request to be on Good Morning America. <laughs> nice. These are, gr- I'm sorry, these are grandma-aged ladies. Yeah. These are, like, older women for yeah. sure. They, they, yeah, they just, like, kind of owned surviving for yeah. that long. Yeah, they were ready to go. They yeah. knit. <laughs> they, they knit. They, they could have knit themselves close to stay warm, to right. be honest. Like, I don't know how much yarn they had with them, scarf, though. 
tops. Yeah. Maybe a hat. A hat. <laughs> it took a two and a half ton military surplus truck to get the SUV unstuck. Wow. That's how stuck they were. So it wasn't just that they weren't trying hard enough or they didn't have the right tools. Like, they were stuck as They fuck. were fucking stuck. Well, that's that must have made them feel better. Yeah, I'd they got better. it out. They got a jump. They got it running again. And Leslie drove that SUV back to Nebraska. Oh, wow. So by the time she got home, there was already an offer for a book deal in the mail. <laughs> Take the paper plates out, honey. We got these right down your memoirs. Yep. Yes. And so the author, Pete Wardock, went with the women this past summer-ish, like a couple years ago, on a trip back up to Michigan to go see the site where they spent the 13 days. Wow. During the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully it looks totally different, isn't super triggering. Yeah. But. So Leslie is quoted as saying, I guess I'm stronger than I thought I was considering the circumstances. And now when she decides to take the scenic tour, she sends out a text to let her family know where to find her. That's great. That's very good. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That's like best case scenario shit. Yeah. That's really absolute like... best case scenario. And even though stuff goes wrong for them, like the, the, the truck obviously gets stuck. That's bad. The truck dies eventually, but they like they keep it together. And... Yeah. Also, this was really cute. I found this in a CNN article. Um, that the sisters said that they'd heard rustling when they were approached by the bears, mm-hmm. but told state police they knew it wasn't help because they didn't have flashlights. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you might have, like, let's get out of the yeah. car. There's yeah. somebody here. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's true. If it's in the middle of the night, oh, my God, these ladies are smart. Yeah. They really thought this through. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I think having the water and having the food at all. It literally, you... yeah, it helped them a lot. Yeah, that keeps your mind right, which is good. Mm-hmm. But they also, oh, they're knitting. In they're the knitting. Car as they're yeah. trapped. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Lee and Leslie. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for them. They're, I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Emily, I cannot, now I double can't wait to tell you my story. Oh, God, I'm because scared. This one is like literally the polar opposite of the thing you just told me. Very similar, but like, what if instead of doing everything right, <laughs> Oh my god. Everything wrong. Taylor. I am so excited. (laughs) Do you want to do a harp noise and we'll come back? Yeah, I need more tequila. Yes, always. (laughs) 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 I well, I've already started. Here we are. Sorry. Hi cat. Hi cat. I'm not cutting any of this. <laughs> Kat, ah! As with many times uh, that we record, even if Cat is not on the podcast, Cat is here in spirit and in a uh, physical form. Sometimes wearing maybe the cutest pajamas I've ever seen. I have a matching way. pair. I got them for Christmas. Shut up. Are yeah, you serious? Yeah. Why aren't you wearing yours? Because <laughs> I got hot. Oh, that's fair. I would have died if I had walked in and you were both wearing matching jammies, though. I wasn't sure. Yeah, and then. Yeah. And then I died because I made a bunch of things. Yes. Speaking of which, we're coming back and about to be very sugar high on uh, a very oh good tart. Yeah. I made a tart tropezienne. Thank okay, you. Continue. I hope you have fun recording people uh, surviving in the woods. Goodbye. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Say hi to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. Oh, we're back. We're yeah. backsies. Um, 
I, hey. I am so stoked right now because, like, you literally told, like, the best case scenario. Best case scenario of, of my story, which is the worst case scenario. This is if you do everything wrong. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they did everything right. And I honestly, like, next time Girl Scouts are around, I'm buying nine boxes and I'm keeping it in my car. Yeah. And, like, that's how I'm going to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the alternate title of this podcast is it's fine <laughs> yeah give me your alternate timeline survival story yes oh god yes so it's 1999 mm. david coughlin is 26 years old he has just left his job as a traffic policy analyst at the town hall in wellesley massachusetts uh he was set to start grad school that fall and he was going to get a master's in environmental science at uc santa barbara so he's mm. moving to california he decided, as dudes in their 20s will do, that he's not just going to take a plane. He's going to go on a life-changing road trip all oh. the way from yep. Mass to Cali. So This is going to go fine. Yeah, it's fine. Originally, he had planned to do the trip alone, but he decided to delay the trip slightly so that his best friend could go with him. And his best friend's name is Rafi Kodikian, and um, they had met in undergrad. Uh, Rafi himself was like an investment banker person in Boston, doing pretty good for himself. He was 20, 25, one year younger. And a couple of years back, he had already kind of done that cross-country thing. He had camped his way across 25 states. He is an aspiring journalist, so he chronicled his travels for the Boston Globe as like a freelance contributor. Not bad. This is a quote from that trip that Kodikian took. I had traveled through deserts, grasslands, mountains, prairies, swamps, rain, and a, uh, and a sandstorm. My trip had been caked on my tires, dripped on my boots, and seared into my memory as one of the greatest experiences I could have imagined. And, God willing, I'll get the chance to do it again. Uh-oh. Not a bad writer, I would say. Yeah. And he would get the chance to do it again. This time... He's going with his good old bud of several years. Everybody who ever met them, they never saw them ever had a fight, anything. They were really good friends, just like great guys. Yeah, and cool then you dudes. get in a car with them for like three weeks. <laughs> right. That'll change a person. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, they were, they were going to do this. One final goodbye trip before a country of distance would separate them. Just bros being dudes, you know? Yeah, just dudes being bros. <laughs> so it is Wednesday, August 4th, 1999. And by that date, David and Rafi had made it to New Mexico. So they were doing pretty good. They were almost all the way to California. And uh, they're a little, at that point, their wallets are a little depleted. Sure. Fair. And, um, you know, they've been on this trip a couple weeks already. They've camped mostly, but, you know, you have to pay for campsites in some places, food, all it that. It's expensive. Yeah. So they stop at the visitor center in, uh, for the Carlsbad Caverns National Park which is located in the Chihuahuan Desert. Mm. Yeah, I know. I was like, like Chihuahua? <laughs> Why yes. does a tiny dog have a desert? <laughs> Why not? So I just want to mark, like, the, yours was two older ladies in the snow. Yep. Minus two younger dudes in the desert. <laughs> That's <laughs> just fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. So How did we do this? I don't know. <laughs> So they have been told that they can camp there for free in the park, and Rattlesna Rattlesnake Canyon is suggested as like a particularly cool place to go. 
So they'd arrived on, again, a Wednesday at about 3 p.m., where they got a pass for a single night of camping and picked up some water and Gatorade from the visitor center. Now, due to the heat of the desert and the exertion required to hike to the campsite, it was recommended by staff that they carry one gallon of water per person per day. Pretty standard, just like this is the amount of water you should have. Yep. They're going for one day, less than a day, really. They're there in the middle of the afternoon. They're going to stay until the morning, and then they're going to go. That was the plan. But props two gallons of water would have done fine, you know? Yeah. I, you know, being a cautious person, probably would have done, like, three. Sure. Just to, just because. This is when a camel back, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Oh, my dad just got one of those for Christmas. <laughs> the thing with, like, just a backpack full of water you yeah. suck out of a tube. Yeah. Good stuff. So, but maybe they were too broke for that. I don't know. For maybe water? For water. I don't know. But maybe they had just been at it a while and didn't think it was necessary to bring all that water. Again, they're there less than 24 yeah, hours. They're young dudes. Yeah, They'll be they, fine. They don't invincible. need water. Exactly. So, they don't need anything. <laughs> exactly. For whatever reason, David and Rafi grab three pint-sized water bottles and one bottle of Gatorade for the nope. two of them. Bad call. Yeah. I also saw this read as quartz, but I'm pretty sure it's pints. Everywhere else said pints. Three pints of water, one pint of Gatorade. Not enough. For the two of them. Then they park their car, grab their gear, and head down into Rattlesnake Canyon. Now that night, totally normal. Rafi and David set up camp. They use one of their pints of water to boil hot dogs for dinner. Because we're invincible. Mm. And who gives a shit, That's right? That's going to bite them in the ass. Hot dogs are already cooked, but fuck it. <laughs> Let's use a whole fucking pint of water uh-huh. to boil those One fuckers. third of our water. <laughs> Why not just put a stick in them and roast them over the fire? Right. Real. I don't know if you... Who knows about Men. having a fire in that area, but still. Men. Well, they had to have something because they heated up the water. Just hold it up to the sun. Right. <laughs> it's fucking hot. <laughs> it's in a put desert. It on the ground. <laughs> put Make a, a hole. So the next morning, they pack up and they prepare to head back up the eastern end of the canyon toward the car so that they can get moving again on their road trip. Only they can't find the trail that leads back up. The Why tra- did they go off the trail? Not super uh, really off the trail, but the trails are kind of hard. There's not Also, a lot of I them. mean, it's a desert and there's wind and the sands change. Yeah. The, now, the trail's headings, like, they are marked with cairns, which are essentially piles of rocks. Um, so they kind of blend in, but you can, like, see, like, this is a, a purposeful-looking pile of rocks. It leads to the trailhead. And there's not a ton of these trails, but for whatever reason, they just can't find the fucking cairn. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out here as a tip. Mm-hmm. If you're going hiking in the desert on a trail and you stop to make food... Mm-hmm. Stop by a trail marker. Sure. Put your maybe don't go super far into that yep. area. Just if you're staying for one night anyway, yep. why are you going too far away? Yep. Just stick. Yep. Where so you can see the trail. Everything's going wrong. Everything's I'm going just wrong get already. Some tequila. They're literally doing the opposite shit that they should be. So they can't find it. Um, and here's where shit starts to get weird. Oh, starts. Starts. Now the men were chronicling their journey in a shared notebook. They had a notebook and not some paper plates, but they had been doing this for the whole trip. So, th- like, this is one of the entries for Thursday, the day they were supposed to leave. We filled out a backcountry card on Wednesday afternoon slash evening and headed down. 
Camped Wednesday. Started back on Thursday morning, but couldn't find the entrance to the trail leading to the car. We've got minimal water, and we have been eating cactus fruit. Hmm. So they start with that shit pretty early. Just yeah. eating kind of whatever for the But juice. I mean, at least with cactus fruit, there's some water in that. Yeah, right. That's exactly why it's they're... It's a pain in the ass to get to, but it's it's there. Right. I should get this out of the way that, like, you, you heard from yours, yours on your super cool, like, YouTube Husky channel. They never drink their pee. No. <laughs> That's right. They never <laughs> once drink their pee. Um, these... I heard this one... As sort of a throwaway extra story on an episode of last podcast on the left. Ooh. This was like a filler beginning of the episode um, story focusing on another bigger story about folia du. Mm. Can you explain <laughs> for the audience what folia du is, no. Emily? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to leave this all to you. It's madness for two, uh-huh. literally. Um, that's a French term. And it is used in situations in which more than one person go mad spoiler alert yeah with delusions now very um, easy to do when you're out in the desert without enough water under the hot sun mm -hmm. with nothing but sand to look at right there's a reason they say that you people see oases Mm -hmm. oh yeah for sure and like hallucinate and see shit because you go crazy the dehydration will get you hunger will get you um just generally being too hot for too long yep. will get you. Folia du is not rare. It's, yeah, like, the really extreme cases of it are, it's not like there have been a ton of them, but that is definitely a, th- a thing that's happened enough that we know a term for it. Yeah. We see like, it a lot with, like, people lost at sea. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, this this is discussed in that episode, so if you want to hear that episode, it's, like, maybe only three or four eps back in last podcast. Um, but they talk about there are two different types of delusions. Bizarre, where people start to believe something that is literally impossible. And non-bizarre, where people start to believe something that is not probable, but technically possible, yeah. might be happening to them. And there's usually a primary and a secondary. Like a primary is the dominant personality who believes the delusion and downloads it into the secondary, a more submissive person. Yeah, like the dude in the raft that dove into the circling sharks. Yeah, like... Because he believed it was somehow going to save him. Right. That that last pod episode, I don't know if you know the or remember the story of like I think it's Ursula and Sabina. They are they were like two Russian sisters who dove into traffic on a traffic show. Um, they were like visiting the UK and you you see it happen on the traffic show. Like they are having this delusion that's shared and they, they believe the police are after them and they can't trust anybody and like the police are trying to help them and they run into traffic yeah. and they both get run over. And that was like Ursula was the dominant personality and then Sabina was like just following along and believing this thing that Ursula had created. This well, delusion. and it, it happens if you like hype something up. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a scary situation and you're with somebody else, you can convince them to be scared. Mm -hmm. They weren't scared before. But you are so serious about it. But you are so serious about it, and you are so convincing about it. If you are already the dominant personality in that, like, structure, then they're going to listen to you. Yep. Yeah. And we are both pretty dominant personalities, so I think we are okay. I like to think, just knowing that that's a term, too. (laughs) Like, we'd be like, nah, 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 we're good. We're good. (laughs) I've told you there's ghosts in your house. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. So I bring this up not because I believe that like this is like a textbook example of it, but because like I think there's a reason why this was brought up on that episode. 
um, because these guys just, their mentality is the opposite of the mentality that we normally discuss. Yeah. And, like, the things that they start to do just, like, don't make any fucking sense. So they spent most of Thursday hiking in that 100-degree heat. They're looking for the trailhead. They never find it. They have no compass. They have a topographical map that neither of them knows how to read. That's smart. And that night, most of their water is already gone, and they make camp again. And in the night, one of them sees lights on the western rim of the canyon, and they thought it was like a car passing on a road. So even though they had parked on the eastern side of the canyon, they were like, fuck it, that's the only thing we can head toward. That's the only thing we've seen that might be a person. So the next day, they head up to where they had seen that light. By Friday morning, the last of their water and Gatorade is gone. The men are feeling dehydrated in the dry hot desert. Instead of staying in the shade, they do they attempt that hike up the western point of the canyon, looking for a road. Sure. And there is no road. They find nothing. Or it's just more desert. They've probably just gone further into the desert. Right. Like, this is not getting them out. Otherwise, they've probably just walked in a circle. Right. Whatever they saw might have been another hiker or something, but they're gone now. And yeah. They just used a ton of their own internal reserves of water and energy doing that. <laughs> like, if you are stuck and you don't know how to get out of somewhere, stay fucking put. Stay put. You Stay need to put. reserve your energy. Don't move. <laughs> like, and people will find you. This is a campground. <laughs> like, Stay put. Start trying to build a fire. Mm. You cook Conserve. those hot dogs over something. Exactly. Conserve so obviously you stuff. can make a fire. Exactly. Yeah, you've got, you have things you can do. Stay calm and yep. just, you know, chill. Someone will find you. You can't be too far off the trails. Right. Like, they literally can't. Like, this is this is where they were supposed to be. <laughs> so... They're not in the middle of nowhere. So, but it is at this point that panic starts to set in. Sure. Daniel and Rafi, they start licking rocks for stray moisture. They start picking and eating even more cactus fruit, whether it is ripe or not. Can you imagine? Because there's a thing. If you lick a fossil. Yeah, that your your, your tongue. tongue sticks to it. I saw the TikToker. So can you imagine trying to lick a rock for moisture and instead, it takes moisture from you. And you're just like velcroed yeah, to you're it. Just velcroed to a fucking rock. That would be absolutely terrifying if you didn't know that that's what bones did. Yep. I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, they're oh my so God. so porous. <laughs> I'm really glad I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> don't lick rocks in the wild. Don't. You might hey, come kids, across a dinosaur bone. Just don't. Or a real Another bone. bone. You know, a human bone. <laughs> Animal. A bone. bone. So they so they're doing this. They have attempted to drink their own urine. They do attempt to do that pretty early on. Um, which like just as a reminder to everybody, you can really kind of just do that the one time before there isn't enough good stuff in that urine. Like you've passed it through once already, then you drank it again and passing it through again, you can't drink what comes out of you then. And some people argue that it takes your body more effort more energy and more water to refilter your own piss than if you just didn't drink it at all. So don't fucking drink your pee, guys. They, I mean, Rafi doesn't really, he like gags on it and is like, you know what, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Not my kink. Right. Um, I, they didn't say that about uh, Daniel, though, so he might have gotten a little bit more down. Who yep. knows? You know, yeah. whatever. Just Fine. Do, okay. Do that. They, they look around. They feel hopeless. There is there's nothing but like empty, forgiving, unforgiving land all around them, and their journal entries start getting a little bleak. 
We will not let the buzzards get us alive, it says. God help us. To make things even worse, at this time, David starts feeling ill. Uh, His stomach starts cramping. He begins vomiting almost constantly. Yep. Heat stroke. Yeah. eh. In an entry written by David and addressed to his girlfriend, he says, I am in utter agony, and I know you would understand. I have barely eaten or drank since Wednesday evening. No one is coming. And it is at this point that I want to point out. So they arrived at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. It is Friday. It's been less than 24, less than 48 hours. It has been less than two days. And they are both like, we're going to die out here. No one is coming. We're not going to be, God help us. The buzzards are circling our fucking corpses. Like, this is their mindset. Two days. Meanwhile, in. Leslie and Lee are knitting. Exactly. Learning eating cookies. <laughs> making water out of Listening snow. to NASCAR. <laughs> Probably having some genuinely great sisterly bonding yeah. time. These guys are ready to die. It's been less than two days. <laughs> I can't stress enough how little time has passed it's almost funny but it's also upsetting so men yeah it's also only been like maybe tops eight hours since they completely ran out of water like it's not that fucking long oh my god (laughs) so again opposite of what we normally talk about where people have this resiliency inside them and they're just like i'm gonna make it through this fuck um (laughs) they're like we're not gonna make it so they are despairing. There is a belief that they can no, there's no way they can make it out of this alive. Um, in a way, it's like it's understandable because of all the heat and the physical exertion. Like we were talking about the dehydration, like it makes you. Yeah, they've been moving. Yeah, they've been moving this whole time, and it's Which so fucking. They hot. shouldn't, but they've been moving. Right, they're trying to get out. Understandable, yeah. but also, at this point, it's messing with them. And now, who the fuck knows where they are? Right. So, it gets worse. I'm shocked. Yeah. So the rest of Friday, including all through the night, David Coughlin is violently ill. Um, Rafi is also sick, but he is not nearly as bad off as David. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know that, okay, this is kind of gross, but, like, you know, like, you're when you've been vomiting for a while and there's, like, nothing left to bring up and, like, you can you can hurt yourself yep. from having that kind of... There's, like, but blood vessels can pop in your face. Like, yep. your whole body will hurt. He is in a lot of pain because he just can't stop. Yeah, because your body is still dry heaving, but there's nothing to throw up. Exactly. You're just, yeah. You're almost positive that you're going to, like, organs are going to start coming out of you. Oh, yeah. What else would be happening? Yeah. And it's just that. And it just doesn't stop. And it's, it's really wearing him down. They're both freaking out. And I do give it to them here that that would be terrifying. Sure. That your friend is just, like, not cannot stop being very sick for hours at a time and you don't really know why except you have a sneaking suspicion it's that you're fucking out in the desert and you have no water and you're gonna die <laughs> like so like even I guess the idea that like to me what would be the scariest is that like even if you did have water now that you wouldn't be able to keep it down and like this is how people die that like you've passed a point of no return mm-hmm. with your own body so Living in that moment, I can understand, like, how terrifying that would be. Everything leading up to it, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, fuck, guys. Come on. <laughs> but I kind of get how scary and upsetting that is. So it is around dawn 
on Saturday, August 8th, and David Coughlin turns to his best friend and begs him to kill him. He's like, I'm not making it out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this until I drop. You need to kill me. And they have a hunting knife, and he says, just stab me right in the heart. Just end the pain, because like all this is going to happen is I'm going to have one or two more days of this, and then I'm done, and he would just help me. So here's the thing. If they have a hunting knife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he asking his friend to do it? Have you ever tried to stab yourself? I, that's my only thing. It's like, I don't think I could do. But that. if you were in that mindset and ready to fucking go. I, he could also be like, I'm too weak and can't do it. I'm it takes very sick. Minimal effort to slit your wrists. <laughs> I'm just saying. Actually, I did read one thing where they, they said that they had made a suicide pact and they both attempted to slit their wrists and the knife was not sharp enough. I, that is only Why one Why have a hunting knife if it's not sharp? Yeah, I don't know if they'd ruined it on stuff or what. But they could, in one source I read that they Did tried they to ruin it that. on the cactus? They probably ruined it on the cactus. Very possible. Cutting out cactus fruit the whole time? Yeah, maybe. Very possible. But so, you know, it's just still stabbing up. Stab yourself with a cactus. Yeah, it's still, it's still good to stab at the point, I guess. So he was just like, just shove it fucking through my chest and this. That's a lot to ask of a friend. It's a, it's a ton to ask. This is... This is why this comes into fully ado territory, because that is not a regular thing to ask, and that's nope. not a regular thing to comply with at all. Nope. Unless your mind is fucked up, <laughs> like you are deluded on a level. Yeah. So Rafi, ill himself and scared, and seeing no way out. Oh God. He does it. No. Quote from the journal: I killed and buried my best friend today. Dave had been in pain all night. At around five or six, he turned to me and begged me to put that knife through his chest. I did, and a second time, when he wouldn't die. He kills him. I wasn't expecting he that. He actually does. I know. Isn't that shocking? Or you're like, he actually does it? Are you kidding me? That's They're like the part. two fucking days into this. It's literally like it's been not a full 72 hours at this point. <laughs> like, insane. We have told stories of people climbing down from mountains... We have told stories of people in the desert for weeks at a time. It's been not even three days. And he kills him. So when David was dead, Rafi places his body a few yards away and covers it with rocks. And then he went to lay down in the tent. And hours earlier, they had both scribbled out their wills in a notebook. Like, I fully believe that Rafi laid down expecting, like, I will not get up from this place. I will also die. It's just, I'm not going to kill, I can't kill myself, I'm just going to wait to go. And at 1.30 p.m. on that same Saturday, at 1.30 p.m., park ranger Lance Matson comes upon the Mazda that the men had been driving cross-country <sighs> in. It had a sticker for a one-night stay, and the car had been there for, like, three whole days. So, as he suspected, as happens sometimes, people either end up just staying one or two more nights, or they get lost. And it's been long enough at this point that he's like, I got to go. We're going to go check for these guys. He grabs a volunteer and they go searching in the canyon. And he walks along the canyon's edge until he sees a campsite. And the, he doesn't see any campers. But he starts descending and it's 670 feet down. So it's a deep canyon for sure. But 
He gets down there, he comes upon the campsite, and a man looking unshaven and dusty and wearing only a pair of shorts rolls out of the tent and looks up, and Raffi says, please tell me you have water. And Lance hands Raffi a bottle of water, and he chugs it before immediately throwing it up, which is a Too sign. much water, too fast. Yep, that is a sign of severe dehydration, for sure. Lance tells him to sip it slowly, and then he asks where the other guy is. And Raffi points at the pile of stones, and he says, he's there, I killed him. And Raffi is brought back up the canyon. He is placed on an IV. He had what would be described as moderate to severe dehydration, but it is important to note that while this is serious, it, it, it did not place him close to death. Taylor. He was not going to die. Taylor. <laughs> uh, how angry are you? <laughs> this reminds me of The Mist. Oh, God. <laughs> And I hate that movie. <laughs> Is it just because it's like people who are so close to salvation and rescue but can't yeah. see it? <laughs> and they decide to kill themselves yeah. or like ask somebody else to kill them. Because they believe there is no way And out. then the same day, like for movie's sake, within minutes, uh-huh. salvation comes. Uh-huh. But this is within hours. This is literally actually that. Horrible. Again, this man was not going to die. Anytime he probably could have had a couple more days. Yeah, at least he was. Your coherent. body can go at least I think eight or nine days without water. You can go. I believe that's food. I believe you can go four max without any uh, water at all, okay. depending on how hot it is. So like, oh yes, yeah, the heat. Yeah, it's very serious to be dehydrated. It is. Yeah, but he was coherent. You will not be coherent if you are going to die. And an hour on the IV, and he's fine. Like, that's all he needed. I hate him. I, I, these two. I hate him. <laughs> these two are, it's a rough, it's a rough one. You're going to hate him even more. Oh, no. So the police are called to the scene. Yeah, because there's been a fucking murder. Yeah, dude. David's body was brought out of the canyon and autopsied. It was determined that David was also just moderately to severely dehydrated mm-hmm. when he died. His blood and urine levels were not deficient enough to have caused his death. He was not going to die of dehydration. Nope. In the next at least couple of days. Nope. According to uh, County Sheriff Click, uh, he was very much alive when he was stabbed. Yeah. Given the state of his dehydration as non-life-threatening, it was figured that the illness that David was feeling um, had been from consuming unripe cactus fruit. Huh? It was the cactus fruit. They got fucked by the cactus. Absolutely. Because they were both sick. It was just, it affected David more. It's also possible that because he drank his own piss. <laughs> like He probably brought it back into his system. He's just, yeah, he has, you're also not, like the cactus fruit does have juice, but like it's not good for you to be eating a ton of that shit. No. It's not food. Um, <laughs> so weird. It's so yeah. weird. There's like one type of lizard who can eat that shit. Like maybe stay away from it. Humans aren't that lizard. No. <laughs> no matter how hard we try. Yeah. So like. That's why he was just very ill because he upset his own stomach by eating this stuff. Yeah, he poisoned himself. Right. And it was also determined that Rafi, while suffering himself, was still strong enough at the time of David's death to cover his body in rocks weighing up to 50 pounds. That is not like a weakened state. No. You are a fully fledged human. (laughs) Like you can still do stuff. You can still lift your friend's body and then cover him with 50-pound rocks. Furthermore, 
The campsite was about 240 feet from the trailhead and a mile from their car. Oh my God. It, it was determined that if the men had hiked to a higher vantage point, they would have seen the parking lot. It's not that hard I to see. I thought that's what they did on Thursday. Were they, they just fucking lazy? I think they just didn't make it all the way back up. They just kind of like, I don't know it. Or maybe they didn't. That's the thing. Maybe they did. But they are already in the mindset of like, oh, we're so fucked. That's why this comes into like possibly a fully adu scenario. Because they are already in it where it's like, well, we're not getting out of this. It's over. So maybe you just don't see rescue. They're 240 feet from the trailhead. <laughs> like, they could see it if you looked. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about they, they just went, oh, no, this is it for us. I hate men. This is the last. I hate. <laughs> I hate men. Anyways, continue. This is the. Emily, they still had food. <laughs> You waited until I took a drink, didn't you? I did. I'm sorry. They still had food. <coughs> they still had a family-sized can of baked beans and a hot dog bun. They had beans for their family. They had a lot of soup for their family. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't eat that. One of that the things is we haven't had helped. food. Yeah. We haven't had food since whatever. Food always has an amount of water in it. So food will help Especially you. Especially beans. Yeah, beans is like water. Beans are beans. cooked in water. The <laughs> beans absorb the water. So when you eat the bean, you get a little water. They started licking rocks before they ate that fucking can of beans, Emily. <laughs> this is a bad sitch. So Unpopular opinion. This shouldn't be a survival story. <laughs> he technically survived. That's the only reason why it is. This is the opposite of what... Because we've even talked about ones where people do everything right and they don't make it. These guys did everything wrong and one of them still makes it because it wasn't that hard. <laughs> they deluded themselves into thinking that they were going to die. And they believed it so hard that one of them did. I just want to know how privileged... Like, obviously, there's a level of privilege because he was able to drive cross-country. Yeah, absolutely. They one both time have around. good-sounding jobs. Yeah. So... Like, with that mentality, I have to wonder if they've never had to fight to survive for anything else in their life. Mm -hmm. There was an interesting, um, like, discussion on one of the articles I read that the use of the word buzzards is really interesting and telling. Um, nobody would call them that. They're vultures. <laughs> um, but the idea that they're like, the buzzards are circling. Like, No, they're you're not. Seeing, you're seeing your life like a movie. Yeah. Like, this is something that is happening to you, and it's very dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. Also, the vultures aren't going to kill you. Yeah, they're really not. <laughs> it literally says, they're... like, we're not going to let them take us alive. It's like, they're not. That's the thing that I was like, <laughs> they don't want yeah. you alive. They're not going to do that. <laughs> That's they're not gonna what happens. They're going to wait. And also, you don't smell like you're close to death yet. Mm -hmm. Like, you aren't giving not off. They are clear. It's something about, like all right, we're on this cross-country trip, we're fucking grizzly manning it, and here is where it ends. And you just get that in your head, and now that's your delusion, that you're in the middle of nowhere and there is no help coming. Did, they put, like, the, did they put the survivor in jail? So, aftermath Yep, stuff. yep. Arrested for murder. So Rafi went to trial. Yep. Obviously. 
Yep. And uh, he did plead guilty to second degree murder. Sure. Um, so he was not, not a full trial. He, yep. was, he was sentenced, you know, he just had a hearing. His lawyer um, argued that given his state of mind, Rafi was doing what he believed was right at Insanity. the time. Insanity, yep. Okay, yeah. fine. And like, he was asked to do it. Fine. And he thought, literally, here's the quote from his lawyer. Both boys couldn't stand what was about to happen to them. That is, a slow death. And one friend did what his other friend requested and ended it. There wasn't any malice or evil, just your best buddy doing what your other best buddy requested because they thought it was the end. So in court, Rafi said, what I thought I was doing was keeping my friend from going through 12 to 24 hours of hell before he died. David's family actually stood by Rafi at the trial. They had questions. <coughs> But they did not believe that Rafi did this maliciously at all. They believed, you know. Something happened in the desert. Yeah. Something fucked up happened, but he didn't just kill our son out of. Yeah. He wasn't like, ooh, ooh, stroke my mustache. This is a great opportunity to try a murder. Exactly. Some people had even like argued that like, oh, maybe they had been arguing over a woman and something had gotten out of like, and they're like, no, we just did a dumb. We just did a real dumb. And uh, there were some other, like, survival experts who had some quotes of just being like, I've seen people do some really stupid shit when they're dehydrated. It's kind of like, you know, when you get hypothermia and then you just kind of go insane, and then you end up taking your clothes off and running out into the snow. Yep. It's kind of like that, but slower. So it's not out of the question that this is just something that happened exactly the way they described. Just so fast. Yeah, it's really fast. Um, however, you know, as the county prosecutor pointed out, you don't get to kill someone in the state of New Mexico just because they asked you to. (laughs) (laughs) So originally Rafi was given 15 years, which was quickly commuted to two years in prison and five on probation. No. In total, Rafi Kodekian, uh, served 16 months in prison for David's death and was released in 2001. And that's, I mean, that's basically it. He's... He's probably, like, not fine. You're not fine any ever again after that, but he's not in prison. He's not on probation anymore. And, uh, I mean, he pled guilty. He knew what he did. Like, right away, he admitted to it. It wasn't like he was trying to cover it up, but that didn't have to happen. I mean, he also wouldn't have been able to cover it up, being like, oh, no, he died in his sleep. Right. With two stab wounds in his chest. <laughs> yeah, right. right. But, yeah, so, like... That it just didn't have to happen that way. None of it had to happen. No. There were a lot of things. They should have just brought more water, you know? They should have eaten the beans. They should have eaten the beans. And I'm sure the rationale behind not wanting to eat anything is because they were throwing up so much. Maybe, but like they were eating cactus fruit like by Thursday. Still. Oh my God. Before they were throwing up, like. They were eating cactus fruit for the juice of it. It's like, no, eat your regular fucking food before you go grazing off the land. You don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about the desert. Like, (laughs) just because you've seen it in a movie that somebody cut a cactus open and got water from it. It's like, that's actually a really inefficient way to get water in the desert. super don't recommend it, actually. (laughs) Because there's so much shit in a cactus that is not good for the human body. Mm And unless you have a filtration system in the amount of water you're going to get for the amount of work that it takes to get not worth it. anything from a cactus, assuming you get anything from the cactus. Absolutely not worth it. And now you've killed a cactus. Right. It's just, 
And it just, even if they had not had one drop of water from the moment they arrived to the moment they were rescued, they still would have lived. Yeah. Like, that's the saddest part where it's like, if you just hadn't panicked, if you just kept it the fuck together like your ladies did. Yeah. And I'm like, just, oh shit. All right. Well, here we go. We're already going to start rationing. We're going to stay put. We're, we're taking gonna... inventory of everything that we have. We are making our own water. We got this. I Optimism. That, like your lady, the only thing that they were lucky with is that they could make their own water. Yeah. That there was a water source. Yeah. Somewhere. These guys didn't have that, but like, it's hard to know, like, was that the extent of it? Is that why they couldn't keep it together? Or were they not going to keep it together even if they had extra water? They probably wouldn't have kept it together if they had extra water. They probably would have wasted the water. The idea of not being able to reach the trailhead and not knowing yeah. how to get out is, yeah. like, damning enough and scary enough that they yeah. were just lost. All it. consuming. Yeah. And it takes... There's a certain personality. <laughs> yeah. Where you know... Like, you just, you know how you're going to handle a situation. Mm-hmm. At least you like to think you do, but, yeah, I like to think I'd never do that. <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> I know you'd never do that. <laughs> After this podcast, absolutely not. Without this podcast, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. We're both, like, stubborn enough Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That this we're is not. How I go. This is not how I fucking go. <laughs> I'm not going out like this. And like it would punk. be an Are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh yeah, I'd I'd get mad and scream. Yeah, but I exactly. wouldn't be like, Well, it's over. You <laughs> get mad and you get so mad that you get stubborn and you're just like, No, fuck you. I'm gonna live because fuck you, God. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You think you can trap me out here? You think so? <laughs> And that is, like, genuinely the mentality. Like, usually people don't explain it that way, but we tell a lot of stories of people who are like, and Uh -uh. then something inside me just said no. Yep. Not today, (laughs) Satan. Exactly. Get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) And, and like, these guys just did the opposite of that. Yep. For whatever reason, whatever, like, trickling thought got into their brain that they passed to each other. Maybe they're Carrie Underwood fans. Explain. Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> and then Jesus just wasn't grabbing the wheel. No. And then they panicked. <laughs> he doesn't go to the desert much. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, he's he's over it. He's yep. over the desert. He's had enough sand. <laughs> there was sand in his butt crack when yeah. he died. He's yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah. Took him 4,000 years to get it out. Because <laughs> then he rose in the desert and oh, he yeah. had more sand. He rose and was at the right hand of the father like, I still have sand yep. everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You couldn't have sent me somewhere else. These robes are doing nothing to keep the sand out. <laughs> Dad. Uh, Dad. God. <laughs> God. Literally. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. <laughs> Says his own name. <laughs> We're going to hell. We Well, yeah. I mean, like, we already knew that. We if, don't believe in that. Yeah. Well, all right. I mean, I cannot believe we literally chose two stories that are polar opposites of each other, but the same story. Yours right? made me mad. Yeah. Yeah, that one's an annoying one. It's upsetting. I'm yeah. glad that one of them is still alive. They both should still they be alive. They really both should be alive. That's what's upsetting. Like, just make a deal and wait 24 hours before killing your friend. Yeah, just... Just yes. wait 24 just hours. Just wait another... I, I understand that he's very ill and he's in pain. But you're in Knock a park. Him out. Knock him out. Yeah, and you're in wait. a park. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not in the desert desert. Use the can of beans you refuse to eat. Right. Leave... 
use the can of beans. Leave that can out for if any water collects anywhere. Like, <laughs> do something. <laughs> uh, I think this is the first time we can be like, you should be like this person and not like these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, should. you should absolutely mostly be like Leslie and Lee. Absolutely. They did almost everything right. Don't crack your windows. Do not crack your windows to smoke in the car that is the only thing keeping you warm. Yeah. That's really it. And maybe, you know, start the battery more often. If you're yeah. running on batteries, start But your also, car. like, it, I don't know how much fuel they had. That's also fair. Totally fair to conserve. But, like, otherwise, everything. Everything right. You should not. You should not be like David and Rafi. So sorry, guys. Like, don't panic. Number one rule don't is do not panic. panic. And st- don't see your, like, life as a sad, desperate Western where you're going to die in the desert. You're not. If you you're start not. hearing, in your mind (laughs) you need to sit down sit the fuck down if anybody starts saying the word buzzards (laughs) (laughs) slap them fucker down immediately slap them down in the shade hit them (laughs) tell them to keep it together god damn it eat these beans and shut the fuck up Um, I have to say, I know we've, we've got our great new closer, but with how, um, just like back in the day, these stories were how early times, I think we got to go back to it. Do you want to say it? No. (sighs) Fine. I mean, it's, it's apropos. It is. It's extremely. It's absolutely like the thing these guys should not have forgotten. Yeah. Is their can of water. (laughs) Literally. And don't forget that you you have a can of beans. Please don't forget your can of beans. It's a can of beans for your family. <laughs> don't forget your can of beans for your family. Don't forget your can of beans for your family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That, we can't, that's not the new one. That's it. That's it. it. Oh, that's my it. God. Can it be soup for my family? No, no. It's got to be a can of beans. A can of beans for your family. <laughs> yep. All right. I got a dip, dip potato chip. Oh, fuck.